Orlando. has traded the draft rights to Chris Webber. Whether they make a trade in the next five minutes, all the offers are coming in. The Atlanta Hawks and Dallas Mavericks have agreed in principle to a deal. Harrison Barnes gets traded mid-game. Paul George just got traded to the Clippers, and then he followed that with, and Kawhi is going there too, and I was like, that's, that's not true. <laughs> We have a trade to announce. Welcome to Sports Speak. Today, I'm joined by Jono to discuss those six words. We have a trade to announce. So we're here today to discuss our top five trades that we would like to see this offseason, no matter how ludicrous they are. We vetted them through the trade machine, so they are all good and not... So all our trades are doable. Nevertheless, we're going to go through our five NBA trades that we'd like to see this offseason. And I hope you enjoy. So let us know what you think of them. Now, let's talk. We want to get into the off-season, a bit of chitter-chatter around some trades. We've been playing with our trade machines. So some trades we would want to see happen or at least think are interesting, whether we think they'll actually happen or not. Who cares? Let's dig in. You want to start with your first first trade off the block? Yeah. Okay, so I've got Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Being traded to the Sacramento Kings. Interesting. I've got a Porzingis trade too, but it's different. I've got Go. two, but this okay. is my first one. I've got Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Josh Green, and pick nine in the draft or a 2022 pick swap, which, you know, whatever you know, whatever you got to do, for uh, Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley. Okay, so Heald and Bagley would go to the Mavs. Yep. Porzingis, Green, and a pick in what year? 2022, did you say? Pick nine this year or some sort of convoluted 2022 or 2023 swap. Who's picked a... Dallas give New York their pick? Do they own someone Uh, else's pick? No, pick nine is the Kings pick. Oh, that's going... Sorry, I apologise. That's going to Dallas. I get you. Yeah, so... Oh, no, I did that wrong. Yeah. Healed Bagley and pick nine for Pazingis and Josh Green and some sort of swap somewhere along the line or a second rounder or something. So pausing us to the Kings to work with De'Aaron Fox... Could be the Chris Webber trade all over again in a way. Harry Barnes as well. They worked. They you know they work really well together. Josh Green's got some pretty good upside. Hardaway, I think, is a free agent. Free agent, unrestricted free agent, who, funnily enough, might get more than the eighteen million this year. Marvin Bagley, who could be anything if he stays fit, and he probably worked pretty well as a, a theoretically athletic power forward in their system. Look, kid's going to want to play pretty up tempo. He'd want to have a gun thing, like he'd want to have a three-point banger like Hill because it opens up the floor. And like, yeah, I'm expecting that there'll be some chopping and changing out of Dallas. Yes, I like that trade. I'll give you my first one. This one does not involve Chris Tapps, and it's a little convoluted. It is a five-team trade. That's not a little convoluted. <laughs> this is very congr- convoluted. The, the centerpieces are Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons. Oh, I've got one of these as well. All right. Okay. Going to Portland is Brandon Ingram from New Orleans and Tyrese Maxey from Philadelphia. So a good young player and Brandon Ingram, yep. who's also a good young player as it were. Going to Philadelphia is Damian Lillard from Portland. Going to New Orleans is Ben Simmons, Kevin Knox and Obi Toppin from the Knicks. Okay. Going to Oklahoma City is Eric Bledslow. 
and uh, one of the 2021 Knicks first rounders. They've got two. Yep, yep. 19 or 21, yeah. And going back to the Knicks is Kemba Walker. Yeah, that could work. So basically the Knicks don't, they get rid of, they move on Kevin Knox. He's got a team option. They'll take that on and move him on. Obi Toppin was an old rookie and he plays the same position as Randall, but he's got the upside still potential that, you know, he was stated as the most ready rookie to play. So New Orleans get. Yeah. And he's got a three point shot that could work theoretically next to the, the human bulldozer. Yeah, but New Orleans just get a look at him, you know what I mean? He's an asset. You yeah. can flip him again. Who knows? Uh, but New Orleans get Simmons and Zion, and they're my league pass team of the <laughs> next 10 years. Philly get Lillard, so they get a chance to make this Joel Embiid. Damian Lillard is not scared to shoot. He's the complete opposite of Ben Simmons in that respect. They have to give mm-hmm. up Maxi to do it, and they give up Simmons to do it, but not so bad. Oklahoma City take on Bledsoe, but they take one less year of Kemba's contract and a first-rounder because they love those. The Knicks get Kemba Walker. They only give up the two young players, but they've got the cap room, and Kemba could be that thing that pushes them with Randall, Kemba. It gives them a better offensive ceiling, doesn't it? It does. And Portland get Ingram and Maxi to have a play with there. And Ingram's six years younger than Lillard, and Maxi's that point guard they can plug in with Simon, Anthony Simmons and see what happens. Mm, interesting. I would also, if I was going to do that trade, if I was Portland, I would get New Orleans' 10th pick as well. Look, if you're New Orleans, you would move Ingram and, and Bledsoe to bring in Simmons, I would have thought. The upside's there. You'd think so. But throwing a first, maybe that's too much a price. Who knows? Hmm. I think, honestly, that that could be, you know, that may happen anyway. Like, I think that's the type of thing that the Knicks should be targeting. They should, look, I, I definitely think they should be going for DeMar DeRozan in free agency, but also looking at swinging a trade where they can utilise the salary cap space for a, for a player that would play well in the garden if he's healthy Kemba would probably work indeed that's my first trade anyway Interesting. I like I like Lillard to Philly I think that's a yeah I'll work I've, I've got a version of that myself so we'll, we'll go there your second trade sir I've got Andrew Wiggins to Indy Andrew Wiggins and pick seven to Indy for Miles Turner and Jeremy Lamb Indy would then be able to start Goga Patadze at centre, who in limited minutes looks like he can play a bit. They've got to move on from McBuckets because he's a free agency, and I don't think that TJ Warren's necessarily going to be a fit in the system, so they'd probably look at moving him separately. But Turner, he would work really well against uh, next to Draymond, and Jeremy Lamb's another another sweet shooter. Colour me curious, was, where where does that leave James Wiseman? Well, at the moment, he's only playing 20 or 20-something minutes anyway. If he doesn't improve, you ship him out after that. But, I mean, you can give him enough front-court minutes behind Turner and, and Draymond, realistically. Cool. Can I ask, why, why are Indy so keen to get weekends? Well, I think, I think they're more keen to get the seventh pick in the draft, to be honest. But Wiggins would work would work well in a Carlisle system because he shoots well enough and he defends well enough and he cuts well enough off the ball that he'd work quite well. So, I mean, that could be attractive. And, you know, you've got th- th- two more years on his contract versus, you know, both the other contracts as well. So it's a pretty, bit of a wash money-wise, but it would probably improve the balance of your team. 
All right, you ready for my trade two? Yep. How many teams is in this one? Do I need to have a lie down first? Or four. Four. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> the four-team trade. This one involves the Nuggets, the Wizards of Washington, the Warriors, and the Raptors. Okay. This one has the Nuggets getting Pascal Siakam. The Wizards take on Aaron Gordon, James Wiseman, and both the Warriors picks. Seven and 13. Seven and yep. four, 14, yeah. Seven yep. and 14, yeah. The Warriors get Bradley Beal. And yep. the Raptors get Andrew Wiggins, the Bowl, 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 and a 2024 first from the Nuggets. Interesting. The only team I'm not loving this for is probably the Raptors. They're going from Siakam down to Wiggins and a fly on Bowl Bowl and a future first. But where are the Raptors going with this team anyway? And Pascal's not the answer. No, well, he's proven that he can't coexist with his coach and his coach isn't going anywhere because, you know, he got him to a championship. And, yeah, he's been very cranky. They've been very cranky with each other at various points in time. And I don't think the organisation is particularly happy with Pascal. Siakam's going to miss the start of the season, so that's part of where it's useful for them. Whereas if he goes to Denver, the only thing is with Denver, they have Murray and Siakam both coming back off injuries. But Murray, Siakam, and Jokic, that's a lineup I really like. For the Wizards, they get the full reset. You get Gordon for one season he's got left on his contract. Big deal. James Wiseman comes in. You can see what he's like. And the two Warriors picks, so... I, I yeah, like I mean, that. Essentially, you, essentially, you're going to be watching Russell Westbrook throw up shots and do all sorts of weird, crazy things, so you might as well see what else can sort of coexist with him. And what I really like in this one is the Warriors getting Beal. So Beal, Clay, Curry. How much fun would that be? A lot of fun. The Warriors don't need two rookies. No, they're gonna. They're they're definitely gonna trade. It's just a matter of what they're gonna trade it for. Do I? Do they trade two picks and move up to get one guy, or do they? You know, what can they attach and who can they attach it to? It's gonna be interesting. All I want, I don't really care. I just want Clay to come back and play basketball. <laughs> Same, but but I like this trade. I think the Wizards get the hard reset. The Raptors get rid of the Pascal thing in a future first. See what happens from there. Mm. And the Nugs get Siakam, which I think is enough to put them right in contention as well out west. And you know Masai's not going to be afraid to do something that might upset everyone because he's done that before and it got him a championship. Your third trade? My third trade. I've got I've got another Kristaps trade. All right, here we go. Is it back to yeah. the Knicks? Do we send the Lativian gangbanger oh, home? No, I try to do it. The problem with, like, I try to do about <laughs> seven or eight different variations of a Knicks trade, and I couldn't do it because there's just no money on their books. You can't attach anything to their trades. Clean cap sheets. It's terrible. Like, why are you so fiscally responsible all of a sudden? Yeah, who, who is this yeah. Knicks team? So I've got Chris Stapps to Orlando. Oh, wow. Okay, tell me how this one works. So I've got Gary Harris... Terence Ross, pick eight, and a lottery-protected first-round pick in 2022 or 23, not both, one off, for Porzingis, straight up. So run that by me again. What are Dallas getting back? Gary Harris and Terence Ross, shooters, theoretically, and pick eight or pick five. It's interesting, isn't it? I... I... (laughs) You wonder if that's the whole thing with the Porzingis trades. And I don't know if you felt the same way when I was putting them together. I I was constantly thinking, is this too much for Porzingis 
or is it not enough? Yeah, and you can literally go through that motion with every single trade if you just turn your head. <laughs> it's just he's um, he might have been called a unicorn previously, but he's a, very much a unicorn in a trade machine because you're not sure, you know, what where he slips and slides on the scale anymore because you know how much does his attitude and Malay go against the fact that he can still block three shots a game and hit threes and the fact that he's injured he needs a fresh start it's like how much are you willing to pay to give him one i tell you what i saw Porzingis live at msg a few years back when i was in in new york and he was up against gobert it was the knicks and the jazz and the knicks won the game and Porzingis was just unstoppable the dude is so talented and that knee injury really messed him up in terms of maybe his athleticism because he does look a bit slow at times it's just yeah. whether is this a Donkic usage thing or is this a pausing us that we've got to get used to which floats around on the perimeter and runs half-assed half the time look I think he's going to do that anyway I mean there was a bit of a bit of that in his Knicks game anyway but you've got to if you can account for that when you buy the ticket you can work it into your situation like I think that Mark Cuban and Donnie Nelson envisage a different kind of Porzingis, whereas I think whoever buys him will be more aware of what his limitations are now, and this is who he is. All right, so, so shall I walk you through my third trade? Because that is a pausing, yep. that is a Lativian gangbanger trade. Lativian. All right, here we go. This right. is another four-teamer. <laughs> Don't worry, it's my last four-teamer. We're getting okay. they get thinner as we go. So yep. in this one. I've, I've taken a fly here, a few things, so I'll give you the rundown. The Atlanta Hawks get Kristaps Porzingis and Dort. Doot, doot. Doot, doot. The Dort train would go to Atlanta. The Mavericks would get Gordon Haywood, Jaden McDaniels, and the Hornets pick in this year's draft. Okay, let's pick 11 again. I believe around there. The Hornets would get... Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter. And the Thunder would get a 26 first from the Hawks, top 10 protected. That's all for giving up Lou Dort. So I'll run that yeah. by you. Okay, so the Hawks, the Hawks will get Porzingis and Dort, but they lose Capella and Hunter. Now, the reason I think they might sell those guys or at least move off that is Capella's quite... I, I like him, but he's limited. Porzingis... You know, this Hawks team, let's be real, are they better than half the teams that they got past this year? They're not better than Brooklyn. They're not better than Milwaukee. They're not better than probably Boston. They're not better than uh, Philly. So, but if you bring Porzingis in, does it raise their ceiling? That's that's where I was sort of thinking, like, they didn't have Hunter for half the year. They've got Reddish on the bench. You know, they've got Bogdanovich. They've got Gallinari. They've got plenty of wings. Does Porzingis lift them above what Capella could get them well oh, first on first blush I would have went no way they're not trading DeAndre Hunter mm. and then I'm like Cam Reddish was really good mm-hmm. and he's had flashes where it doesn't matter that he can't shoot because he's defensively really strong and if you're going to make that trade as Atlanta you're going to have to give up somebody like Hunter right so and Capella he's cost certainty and he's also player certainty. You know exactly the player he is. You know exactly what he's going to do. The ceiling and the floor Whereas, are the same. I mean, the thing with Atlanta is that they want shooters. They want shooters to put around Trey. And 
Chris Stapps is going to jack up three. So that's a that's a really interesting trade. And I they do get and they, they do get Dort back. That you could probably look at and trying to do it just between the two teams. Well, they get well. The reason I included others is they get Dort, which I think offsets a little bit of that loss because Dort's improving every year as well. Dort's a good player. Yeah, and the Hornets get Capella and Hunter, so I like that they get rid of the Gordon Hayward thing and get a bit younger. And Hunter, Lamelo, Capella, I like that. It offers them a bit more protection. The Mavs getting Gordon Hayward and McDaniel's as well as the pick for Porzingis. Hayward's much more content to be that secondary ball player. To, and then the Thunder, of course, get another first rounder. So that's when I, I put, popped through because I thought the Hawks could look at this year and go, right, it's great we got this far, but are we really there? We're not. But we've got Trey Young. We've got Bogdanovich. We've got John Collins. Mm-hmm. Does, so, does Porzingis put us over the hump? That's the thing I was thinking. Reddish, you know, they've got some, they've got some talent. Trade four? Trade four for me is I've got, I've got a bit of Toronto action myself. I had uh, Toronto and Orlando trading. Okay. Terence Ross, former Toronto player on a really good contract, and Wendell Carter Jr. or Mobamba to Toronto for cap relief. So it was essentially Aaron Baines' partially guaranteed contract and somebody else who was pretty rubbishy. So who's going? Who? So Orlando are just cutting guys just to get rid of them. Well, they're getting cap relief and picks, but they're giving up on Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter, whichever one they like least. So yeah, Ross and Carter or Ross and Bamba, because Bamba's you know he's very much getting close to that sunk cost stage, and I don't think Orlando really need two of them. All right, I'm I'm going to query it a little bit, and this is why. Wendell Carter was their big return for Nikola Vucevic. So effectively, where you're going here in a roundabout way is they traded Vucevic for cap relief. Who's signing with Orlando, though, as a free agent? Well, no state income tax, so you'd be surprised. I would be surprised. Who's signed with Orlando after the Grant Hill Tracy McGrady years? To be fair, they've been capped out quite a bit because they've, you know, had a lot of expensive players. But... um. It's interesting. Who could they get with they got what they got pick five and eight? They've got Isaac, who they really like. I can't see him giving away Bumber or Carter for nothing. Well, if they can, yeah. anyway, um, it's an interesting trade. Toronto would do yeah. well. That would be a great trade for Toronto. Yeah, I, I'm sure there was something in there that I had that would have made it more worthwhile for Orlando, but it just didn't come up. <laughs> That's all right. Trade four for me is also involving Orlando. So here it is. It's a very simple three-team three, three team trade, this one. <laughs> just very simple three-team trade. A very simple three-team trade. Terrence Ross would go to the Nuggets to add that shooting that I think they could really use on the perimeter. Yep. Will Barton would go to the Knicks. He's got a player option, so it's all dependent on Will Barton accepting his player option, which may not be realistic, so both our trade fours might be a bit of a shit-the-bed part. And the Magic would get two second-rounders from the Knicks. So Terrence Ross would go to the Nuggets to add the shooting. Will Barton offers the playmaking I don't think they need. I think Terrence Ross as a shooter makes more sense for them. Yep. And the Knicks get Barton as a secondary ball handler, playmaker, slasher, creator. Yeah. Sweet Willie. Yeah, that's not a bad trade. I could, I could see that happening. Your trade five? Yeah. All right, we, I've got my only three-team trade. 
I've got a three-team trade between the Washington Wizards, Portland Trailblazers, and Philadelphia 76. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I've got, for the Washington Wizards, they get Ben Simmons and Robert Covington. Pick 28 from Philadelphia. Portland get Bradley Beal and George Hill. Philly get Dame Lillard, Denny Avdija, and uh, some bloke called, I think it's Clint Hutchison. And that gets people moved around. Simmons and Covington to Washington, Beal and George Hill to Portland. Uh, George Hill will be an expiring contract again. <laughs> and Lillard and Avdija and Hutchison to balance out the salaries to Philly. And uh, the Wizards would get Philly's pick this year. Uh, Portland would get a second rounder out of somebody. And Philly would be giving up their top 20 protected 2022 pick as well to Washington. All right. All right. Interesting. So Simmons and Westbrook on the same team. Oh, it doesn't matter. You just want to get younger. You just True. Simmons and Westbrook, I would want to see just for the shits and giggles. My last one. Uh, it's basically a moving around of a bunch of two guards around the league here. So we've got the Grizzlies get Buddy Heald, the Kings get Michael Beasley, and the Timberwolves get Dylan Brooks. That's it. Michael Beasley, or do you mean Malik Beasley? Thank you. Okay, that's much better. Otherwise, I was going to say, nah, not happening. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Malik Beasley, not former number two pick Michael Beasley. Malik Beasley going to the Kings, sorry. I think internally the Grizz love Dylan Brooks more than that. But that fundamentally is a good trade because I think it'd give everybody something they need. I think Heald is a, is a legitimate guy to move if I was Sacramento and looking to get better. You move Fox. Fox plays point guard, Halliburton shooting guard, and then Beasley, if he's got the right sort of size, he'll either be that 30 minutes a game, six man, or play small forward as well. Interesting other things that I've heard relating to trades just from what I read and listen to in pods and things is that Paul George for Dame Lillard would be a great trade. Oh, I <laughs> I heard that one. Those two being traded for each other has a has a symmetry and poetry to it, doesn't it? Je ne sais quoi, I think they call it. <laughs> <laughs> what about your boy, Jakar Sampson? Jakar. Somebody was signing him. Love Jakar. Get that money, Jakar. <laughs> He's a youthful 28. Yeah, he'll sign with somebody for a lot, uh, some of that um, Tony Snell type money somewhere. All right, on that note, right. good, sir. I'll let you go. No worries, mate.